We're learning Daf Lama Dalar. We're starting from the bottom of Lama Gimel Amud Beis after the two dots. So the Mishnah was talking about a mother Hanah, someone who cannot get Hanah from someone else. So Reuven, let's say, has a vow. He's not going to get Hanah from Shimon. So the Mishnah was talking about things that Shimon could still do for Reuven, things that he cannot do. So one of the things the Mishnah mentioned was Maslos Abedalso, that Shimon is allowed to return Reuven's lost item. Even Reuven loses something and Shimon finds it, it's not considered an act of giving benefit to Reuven uh, when he... When he, when he returns it. So the Gemara defines what exactly the case is. We're talking about specifically a case where the machzir, the nichse of the machzir, the nichasim of the finder, the one who's returning it, uh, are forbidden upon the owner of the lost item. Like in our case, Reuven can't get enough from Shimon. Shimon is finding the item and he is allowed to return it to Reuven. And the idea is, isn't he giving him benefit? Reuven lost his wallet. When Shimon returns it, isn't he giving benefit? No, we could explain. This, that Shimon is going to give it back. He's giving back his own thing to him. Meaning it's not something a new tangible benefit that's happening. He's just returning back what already belongs to him. It's not a, it's not a new benefit. And uh, another point, which the Rishonim all grapple with, is that the Gemara doesn't say it explicitly, but the Gemara Ksubas does, is that it's not a... It's not an act of giving Hanah, it's an act of doing a mitzvah, which is subtle because, as we spoke about you know, a little complexity yesterday, it's, it's the delicate balance between these points. I'm not giving you something new, and the act that I'm doing is really just fulfilling what the Torah says to do when I find it. <clears throat> so when I put those variables together, when, Ru- when Ruben lost, loses his wallet, Shimon is finding it and returning it, we could say Shimon is not giving a new act of Hanah to Ruben, and therefore it's not a violation of the nether. But what would be in the inverse? Let's say... Let's imagine where the machzir, the, 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 the owner, I'm sorry, the returner is not allowed to have benefit from the owner of the lost item. So let's just flip the names here. In other words, again, Reuven can't get Hanaf from Shimon. We spoke about before, if uh, Reuven lost his wallet, the Shimon could return. What about if it's the opposite? If, uh, if, if we have a situation where Shimon is losing the wallet, and now... And now it's the question of, uh, of, of Ruvain finding the wallet. And the question is, can Ruvain return it to Shimon? So before you start thinking too much about it, you say, of course. When you're returning it, you're not getting any benefit. It's questionable if you're getting benefit when, when it's returned to you. But if, when you're doing the act of returning, right, Ruvain could obviously return Shimon's thing. Why not? The more here is saying, ironically, no. If Reuven can't get Hanah from Shimon, then Reuven cannot return Shimon's wallet. What's the pshat? Lokam hadalei, Reuven can't return it. The chima hadalei put it to Rav Yosef. What's happening is that Shimon is giving Reuven benefit when Reuven is returning his lost item. Why? Because if the pruta of Rav Yosef, what does it mean, the pruta of Rav Yosef? The idea is there's a rule, that when someone is doing a mitzvah, they don't have to do another mitzvah. So someone would call him over to Reuven while he's in the middle of returning a lost item and ask for a handout. He would ask for tzedakah. What would the law be? Would Reuven have to give him tzedakah? No. Why? Because he's busy returning the wallet. So therefore, he ends up having the benefit. It's a benefit to be Osik by mitzvah. Why? Because it gets you out of paying debts. And therefore, or, or tzedakah or whatever it is, people who want things from you while you're returning the lost item. So Shimon is ironically giving Reuven hanah. When Reuven is returning Shimon's lost, lost item, because in that moment, Reuven will be potter from doing anything else. And that's the, what's known as the benefit of Rav Yosef Pruta. Because Rav Yosef said something in the late in Masechus Bar that brought out this idea. So if Reuven lost the wallet and Shimon wants to return it, again, the scenario is Reuven can't get an from Shimon. Shimon wants to return it to Reuven, Good, that's where the Mishnah is matzah. Shimon's not giving anything to Reuven. But where it's the opposite. Shimon lost the wallet and Reuven wants to return it to Shimon, awesome. 
Because Shimon is giving Reuven benefit that now in that moment, he is exempt from giving other tzedakas. Says that the Gemara, not everybody agrees with that. Even if it is that way, where the Bala Veda is also on the Machser. In our case, let's say where Shimon's wallet is lost and Ruvain is finding it and Ruvain can't get enough from Shimon, the law is where Ruvain can still return. The answer is it's not common. Meaning, how likely is it that someone's going to ask you for tzedakah precisely in the moment that you're returning a lost item? Since it's an uncommon occurrence, so we don't say that that's considered a, a real benefit. It's, not, it's an uncommon thing. It's uncommon that that would ever happen. And since it's uncommon that it's ever happened, returning a lost item is not defined as an act of taking benefit from the owner of the lost item. We can't say that the fact that he gets to do a mitzvah is a benefit? No, right. And I think the reason is, I, that's just what God, right? I'm not giving you hanah by, uh, by allowing you to do a mitzvah on my item. That's Hashem. Hashem is telling you to return it. <clears throat> but if because you're returning my item now, it triggers a thing that because you're busy with my thing, yeah, you're potter from all other things, that would have been that view that I'm giving you a benefit and we're saying that no. Lamaisa, in the second view, it is permitted. So, very interesting stuff. So let's just go over one more point. We'll just go over it one more time. Again, the Mishnah said, you're allowed to do Ashraf Asaveda for Mother Hana. That's definitely true what the Gemara is assuming is. If, is, is, is if, let's say, Ruvain, Ruvain can't get enough from Shimon and Ruvain lost a wallet, Shimon could return it to Ruvain. That's for sure. But if Shimon lost a wallet, could Ruvain return it to, to Shimon? That's the debate in the Gemara. So it says the Gemara, the Mishnah said a confusing line. Tonight, what did the Mishnah say? If it's the place where someone who returns a lost item is entitled to compensation. Because you think about it, you have to take off time from work, you have to find the guy, it takes time. So in certain places... <coughs> they would take wages for such a thing. They would be paid for that. So if it's such a place, in that case, it has to go to the base of Mikdash. So what's Pshat? Why can't it be taken? So We could understand this, fellas. If you say that, again, Reuven can't get Hanoi from Shimon. Let's just assume that's the mother of case. That even if the Bala Veda's property is Osir on the Machzer, meaning if, even if Shimon lost his wallet, Reuven is allowed to return it. And we said, Prutet Rav Yosef is not Shriach. Then it's very good. That's why the Mishnah has to move on and say, but what about the payment? But what if the finder gets compensated? So in that case, if Shimon lost the wallet and Reuven's returning it, and we say Reuven's allowed to return it, but he can't take wages because Reuven can't get an off from Shimon. So what's going to be with the wages? So the benefit should be given to the base of Mekdash, meaning instead of Reuven accepting the compensation, it's redirected as a donation to the treasury of the base of Mekdash. Now we want to understand that because if, that, if, 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 if Reuven can't get an off from Shimon and Reuven is returning it <coughs> to Shimon and he's entitled to compensation because of that, well, then we have to watch out. We got we to be careful that Reuven doesn't get, doesn't, doesn't get compensated. If you taina that that is actually the case, that if Shimon lost the wallet, Reuven's actually not allowed to return it because, what he's getting the Hanov, Prutu to Rev Yosef. So Elamai, the mission wasn't speaking about that. It wasn't speaking about Shimon losing the wallet and Reuven returning it. It was talking about the other way, where Reuven lost his wallet and Shimon is returning it to Reuven. So then, wait a second. If Reuven lost the wallet and Shimon is returning to Reuven, so the issue here is what? The issue here is that Reuven cannot benefit from Shimon, right? And the mission is just saying that returning it 
is not called when when is not when Shimon returns it to Reuven, he didn't give Reuven a new Hanah because he's just giving him back what is his. Okay, but if so, what what what's this whole finder's compensation? If Shimon can be compensated, great. Let Shimon accept the compensation. Am I low? Am I tipa no like this? Why should the benefit go to the base of Mikdash? Meaning, if the only case that the Mishnah is talking about is where Reuven lost his wallet and Shimon is returning it again, Reuven cannot benefit from Shimon. Let Reuven pay Shimon. There's nothing wrong with Reuben paying Shimon. Reuben cannot accept benefit from Shimon. If Shimon is returning it, the mission is saying Shimon is not giving benefit to Reuben. Very good. But what's going to be with the compensation? What do you mean what's going to be with the compensation? Let Reuben pay Shimon. There's no Isser and Shimon getting enough from Reuben. It's only Reuben getting enough from Shimon. Bishlam of the mission was speaking about the inverse as well. And we can understand. Shimon lost his wallet. Reuven is returning it. And that was permitted. But it's not permitted for Reuven to accept compensation. If the Mishnah goes to the base of Mikdash. But if the Mishnah is not speaking about that case, because that case is Taka Osram's Prutah to Rav Yosef, the Mishnah is only speaking about the inverse, where Reuven lost his wallet. Then what's the issue with Reuven giving compensation to Shimon? You're right. The Mishnah is only speaking about one. What does it mean the Mishnah is only speaking about one? So this is a complicated line in the Gemara. So the Pashim Shad in the Gemara is as follows. That the Mishnah is speaking about what, you're right, Reuven could pay Shimon. But what if Shimon says, I'm not interested in accepting your money. It was my pleasure. At that moment, Reuven can't keep the money. Because then he's benefiting from Shimon. Shimon's like being Michael what he owes. So then the Mishnah is saying that Reuven has to pay, give it to the base of Mikdash. So again, the Mishnah is only, according to this opinion, it's only speaking about where Reuven's wallet was lost. Shimon is returning it. The Mishnah is saying, Ahater Shimon is not giving Hanot to Reuven, he's just giving him back his wallet. But what if now, Shimon's entitled to compensation? He could accept the compensation, for sure. But he doesn't want to. And Reuven now is stuck with the predicament he can't keep the compensation because it would be benefit that he's getting from Shimon. Then Reuven should give it to the Beis HaMikdash. So we've defended that point here in the Mishnah. All right. Now the Gemara gives us a different version of the whole exchange. And before, before we do it, let's just maybe review one. It's a little tricky, the Gemara. Let's review maybe just one more time what happened. Returning a lost item to somebody is not giving him an act of a not. That everybody agrees to. The act of returning, if, 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 the, if, the, if, the, if the one who lost it can't benefit from the finder, that's fine. You're allowed to give it back to him. You're not giving him something new. But the question, the dispute here is the, is the inverse if the one who is returning it cannot get Hanah from the one who lost it, am I getting Hanah by returning it? Because in that moment, I don't have to give out charity. That's the Machlokas Amaram. That's, that's the dispute. Now it says, the Gemara, some people teach over the Machlokas this way. You argue about the case where the mission was mounted to return the lost item. Amar 1 says, Now we're going to, we have to like approach it fresh here. The second view is saying like this. The Mishnah was moderate only where the Baal Aveda was also on the Machzir, with the one who lost it, the property of the owner who lost it, was also on the returner. And there the Mishnah is saying there's nothing wrong with returning it. Because when you're returning it, you're not getting, you're not getting, and it's not also because of Rav Yosef, because that's not common. So if I, the Mishnah is only, in this view, speaking about that point, where, 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 where the owner, the owner of the lost items, Stuff is also on the returner, and the returner is not considered to be benefiting by returning it. If the benefit from the property of the returner is also on the owner of the lost item, so then then the halach is that the finder can't return him. He's giving him, he's giving it back his wallet. Meaning, in this view, we're going against what we assumed previously. We're saying that if someone loses a wallet and the finder is going to return it to him, the finder is giving him new benefit because he was missing his wallet. And now he's returning him as well. It knows we're going against what we thought. 
A wallet is lost. When you get back your wallet, you're getting, it's like you're getting something new. And this view, the way he looks at it is, once something is lost, who knows what's going to happen to it? Right? It's just you lost your wallet. You can't just say, oh, I'm just giving it back to you. No, 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 no. Once you lose something, you lose something. If I give it back, I'm, it's like I'm giving you a new benefit. So if it would be the basic case, which we thought, we thought about before, but Reuven can't get an off from Shimon, Reuven loses his wallet and Shimon finds it, Shimon cannot return because once Reuven lost his wallet, it was lost. What's going to be with the wallet? Shimon's giving him a new anor when he returns the wallet. In that case, with Taka be Asr. The Mishnah was not saying he could return it. The Mishnah was only saying, in a case where Shimon lost the wallet, again, Reuven can't benefit from Shimon. Shimon lost the wallet. Reuven could return it, and that's not considered that he's going to benefit from Shimon by returning it because we're not concerned for the putas of Yosef's far because it's not common. That's the only way to understand the Mishnah. Whereas Chadam, with the other opinion, says, even in the case uh, where it's the Nifsay Master of Surah Balaveda, where Reuven lost the wallet and Shimon wants to return it, that's also Mutter. Shimon can return it. When he's returning it, he's just giving him back his own thing. So in this view, everybody agrees that if, uh, uh, if Shimon loses it, then Reuven can return it. The dispute is if Reuven loses it, could Shimon return it? Okay, that, that's the dispute. And the dispute is about this far itself. And when you lose something, is getting it back considered a new benefit? That's the machlokas in this view. So what was partial to the first lashon is the dispute of the second lashon. What was partial to the first lashon is that returning a lost item is not giving a new benefit. Because the guy's just getting back what was his. In the second interpretation, what's changing now is that no, 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 no. That's exactly the dispute. Maybe once you lose it, it's lost. And you're getting back something new. That's like a whole new... Uh, that's like a whole new benefit that you're receiving. And again, the Nafkamina is, in Seder Abshat, the Mishnah said, What's it going on? Right? Reuven can't get enough from Shimon. Who lost it and who's returning it? So in the first Lashon, we were saying it's positive if Reuven lost it, Shimon could re- return it to him. The question was the other way. If Shimon lost it, could Reuven return it to him? What about Prutus Rav Yosef? In the second Lashon, no, 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 no. If Shimon lost it, Reuven could for sure return it to him. The question is, if Reuven lost it, could Shimon return it to him? Says the Gemara, well, wait. That Tanan in our mission said, Remember the place where there's a compensation fee. So the benefit instead goes to the base of That even in the case where property, the returner's also on the property of the lost item, he could still return it. That's the way we could understand it. It's like what we said before, how we could understand it. What did we say before that it goes to the base of Mikdash? So we explained it could be like in a case where. Where, where, where the guy, the, 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 finder, the, the finder doesn't want to um, accept the wages, and now the owner of the item is stuck with the predicament. He doesn't know what to do because he can't keep it, and therefore goes to the basement. In a case where the property of the returner is actually also on the owner of the lost item, then you can't return it. So then what's the case? Right? According to this opinion, the only case is where the Nisle Balaveda was Asurim al Hamachzer. So in that case, how is he going to answer up the case? The only case where the mission was matter to return the lost item is only in the case where the finder can't get benefit from the owner, but the owner is allowed to get benefit from the finder. So what is the case where it's an issue for him to keep the wages? So the Gemara says, Kasha. You're right. It's, it's actually is a, it is a problem. It's hard to understand that point according to this lesson. So bottom line is we end up with pretty much every angle on Hashav HaSaveda, in this case being a dispute. Is it benefit to return it to the person? Dispute. In the second lashon, that's a dispute. Is it benefit to being the, re- the finder and the returner? Is that an issue? Because you're benefiting from the Pruto of Rav Yosef? That's also a dispute. So both angles are a dispute. The mission was math or something, but we're not sure what it was. All right, we move forward. Turning to the Amun base. Amar Rava. Let's say 
a person has a, 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 a loaf of bread lying in front of him, and it's half care, it doesn't belong to anybody. The very basic idea here, what we're going to talk about, is when once something belongs to the base of Mikdash, the person says, Kikar zu hektish. He's maktish. It's very interesting what he's doing. He doesn't make a kinyan on it. He doesn't acquire the loaf of bread first. He just is by it. It's ownerless. And instead of taking it for himself, he declares it to be hektish. So evidently that works. Very interesting that that does work. Because normally you would say you can only be maktish what's yours. And I can't be maktish someone else's stuff. I can't be maktish what doesn't belong to me. So... If he didn't bring it to himself, he wasn't going it, how was he able to be maktashit? But that's not the case. He's able to be maktashit. Very interesting idea. The idea is that, you know, sometimes we say that um, instead of being picking something up for yourself, you can pick it up for your friend. So if you see something that's lost in the street, you can pick it up on behalf of your friend. You can be maktashit for your friend. So here, what you're basically doing is that instead of being it for yourself, you're being maktashit directly to hektish, and that works. Which is a very interesting point, but that's the assumption here. Now, once something belongs to Hektish, it's subject to the loss of Me'ila. What does Me'ila mean? Me'ila means you're not allowed to benefit from something that belongs to the base of Mikdash. And if you do, Bishokek, you, you have a benefit from something that belongs to the base of Mikdash, there's, there's liability. There's a carbon that has to be brought. You have to pay back the value, as a carbon, and you pay back the value plus an additional fifth. Now, what value? The value of your benefit, right? So here's the question. <coughs> if there was a loaf of bread in front of you and you declared it to be hektish, not if subsequently you forgot about it and you took it to eat it, as soon as you picked it up with the intent that you were going to eat it, you have committed mi'ilah regarding the entire value of the whole loaf of bread. So even though you didn't eat anything yet, you just did a kinyan for yourself. In other words, it was by hektish now. Once you said it was hektish, as soon as you pick it up to take it, even though you didn't benefit from it, right? You didn't eat the loaf of bread. The me'ilah here is coming on, on the kinyan once you take it for yourself. And me'ilah can be done in two ways. You can do me'ilah just stop benefiting from the base of Mikdash, or you can do like an act of theft where you take it away from the base of Mikdash for yourself. So as soon as you declared this to be belonging to the base of Mikdash, and now you're doing an act of theft by taking it for yourself. So even though you didn't eat it yet, we see it was an act of me'ilah on the whole loaf of bread. And therefore, the me'ilah is on the whole value of the bread. So you would have to pay back the whole, the whole value of the bread plus an additional fifth. However, let's say you didn't take the loaf of bread for yourself. You took it only in the future to give over to your children. So meaning to say he's not taking it for his own usage. He's intending only to leave it for his children after death. So in the moment, who's it still by? It's still hectish. It's only, he's only intending that it should go to his children later. So right now, it's still in the rituals of hektish. So now, there is me'ilah, but only a very small amount. Only according to the benefit that he gets from tovas hana. What's the benefit of tovas hana? When you give a present to somebody, they feel good, good emotion to you. When you give them a present. So his children, even though they're not receiving anything now because he's still alive, but they feel good and therefore they feel gratitude to their father that he's giving them a present. So in that moment, he's benefiting that his children like him. Very interesting type of benefit. So that's a small benefit. It's a, but there's a tangible benefit to Tovah Sanah. Yeah? Sometimes it has market value. The fact that you know, people are you know, going to use something so that someone, someone feels good about the fact that you're giving him a present. So his children are going to feel good about the fact that he's giving them a present. So even though he didn't take it away from the Rishos Hakdish now, and he didn't benefit directly from the whole loaf, but he's benefited a small amount, a minute amount from the loaf, the amount of the Tovah Sanah in it. So that amount, you would have to give to the Beis HaMikdash. Now the Ram just explains a very interesting detail here. Why are we talking about, if you think about what's the novelty of Rava? The novelty of Rava is that when there's, 
a loaf of, of, of bread, which is hektish, you could do me'ila in one of two ways. You could steal it away, pick it up for yourself, then there's me'ila on the whole loaf of bread immediately. And then you could take it just to give to your kids later with a, with a hanah, it's very small, and then the me'ila is only according to the tovah's hanah, which comes right away. Why do we have to speak about the fact that it was ownerless and you were makdash? Why don't we just say you had a, there was a loaf of bread of hektish and the, the same thing happened. So the Ram explains an interesting thing that Let's say you originally owned a loaf of bread and you were makdashit. So it was already in your domain. You were already the owner and then you were makdashit. So in that case, actually, you automatically become like responsible to watch it for hektish. And it's supposed to be like in your possession and you're going to watch it for them because it was by you and now you're makdashit. So it's assumed that you're going to watch it for them. So then when just picking it up, just the, the act of saying, I'm going to take it for myself is not an act of me'ila until you actually benefit from it. It's not an act of theft. It has to be an act of theft because like, what, what are you doing picking it up? It's not yours. So, but that's why Rava speaks about a case where it was he, where it was hefker. It wasn't in your domain. So therefore, as soon as you're makdashit, why are you picking it up afterwards? You have no right to pick it up for yourself. It, it, it belongs to the base of mikdash. That's where we say it's going to be meila right away, and the whole thing as soon as you pick it up for yourself. So in a case where stama was in your possession already and you owned it, and then you were makdashit, there picking it up for yourself is not meila until you go to use it. But in our case, where it was a hefker loaf of bread and you were makdashit, there as soon as you pick it up for yourself, that's an act of me'ila on the whole thing. Whereas if you just picked it up for to eventually to bequeath to the children, but you're not for yourself right now, then the me'ila is not, is not on the whole loaf of bread. It's only on the amount of benefit on the tovah sana, which comes right now. Says the Gemara, you're going to see how this relates here to us, to, to, to Nadarim. Somebody said, my loaf is usher on you. So here, listen to the language. In my loaf of bread, is Asr on you. He's clearly Asring the loaf, but he's saying only when it's mine. So what happens in the son of Matana? If he then gives the loaf of bread to the person as a gift, meaning he Asr'd his loaf of bread on his friend. So Reuven has a loaf of bread and he Asr's my loaf of bread on you, Shimon. And then he gives it to Shimon as a present. Ma'u, what's the halacha? Could Shimon accept and enjoy the loaf of bread or not? And the question that we're saying is, does the Isr go away once he gives it, once, once, once Reuven gives it to Shimon? And the root of the question is, Kikari Amarlo. Reuven only said, he didn't say this loaf of bread is Asr. He said, my loaf of bread is Asr. What does he mean, my loaf of bread? Maybe he means to say as follows. When is the loaf of bread Asr? It's only when it belongs to me. He's only intending to Asr it when it is under his possession. But if he would give it away, then the, then the Isr would leave. So therefore, even though Reuven Asr my loaf of bread on Shimon, Shimon could accept it and enjoy it because he only, Reuven only answered it when it was his. Only when it was my loaf of bread. Once it stops being my loaf of bread, Shimon could accept it, receive it, and benefit. Maybe the my point is not the main point. The main point is that it's on you. He was making it like hectic on the other person. It remains also even after he receives that as a gift. So according to what we're saying, when he says my loaf of bread, he just means... What is currently my loaf of bread should be Asr on you. He doesn't mean to limit the extent of the Isra of it being Asr only while it is mine. He means to say this loaf of bread that is currently mine should be Asr on you forever. So we're, we're basically not sure about how to interpret the language of my loaf of bread. How do we understand what that means? So Amalei Rabba said, Of course, when he said Kikari, he means that it's um, Asr even, even that, that it, 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 it's Asr forever. Why? Because, think about it. Why in the world would he say, what's, what's the point? In other words, what, what, what's the Gemara thinking? He's trying to say it like this. Can you come steal my stuff if I don't allow you? No, right? You can't, I don't need to make a nether. Think about the why, why would I say my loaf of bread is Asr on you? Obviously, you're not going to come steal my stuff. 
I'm not thinking about that. You think I'm thinking about maybe that, oh, what if it would, the loaf of bread would be stolen and then it wouldn't be by me anymore? Maybe you'll go and get a benefit. You think I'm thinking about that? That's very, very uncommon that someone's going to steal my loaf of bread. So why am I asking my loaf of bread on you? I can control that you're not going to have benefit when it's mine. And you think I'm thinking about if somebody steals it and it goes to you? I'm thinking about that either. Must be if I say kikari alecha, I'm saying you can never benefit from it even if I give it away to you. Or else what's he saying? If he doesn't mean to answer it once it goes away as a gift to him, then why is he answering it? While it's by me, I have control over it. I'm not nervous you're going to come and barge into my house and eat my stuff. LMI, I'm thinking about the possibility that it should get stolen from me and somehow it comes to you. I'm not thinking about that. Must be the mentality of the person making the nether is that he's thinking about that maybe I want to give it to you as a present later and I don't, I, I don't want you to benefit from it. So I say, kikari alecha. So that resolves kikari alecha is also even as he gives it away as a present. So Amalei Rav said, "Lo, that's not necessarily true. Maybe if he gives it away as a gift, he didn't intend to answer it. Kikari alecha is only while it's mine. Lafuki di Allah. He's coming to say that I can't invite you over to enjoy the loaf of bread. Because when you're a guest in someone's home, listen to this Gemara, incredible concept. If I invite you over to my house and you, I give you food, who owns the food? Me. I own all the food. I'm allowing you to eat my food. But I'm the owner of the food. Therefore, he's saying, my loaf of bread should be asked for on you. You're not going to be allowed to eat in my house. That's what he's trying to say. It's not that I mean to answer the loaf of bread once I would give it away to you. No, 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 no. If I would give it away to you, the loaf of bread might become mutter. And maybe that's taka true. I only mean to answer it while it's my loaf of bread. Ah, you're saying, why would someone answer their loaf of bread? I mean, obviously he's not barging into your house and eating it and you're not thinking about it being stolen. The answer is, you're thinking about him eating it as a guest. Because there, that, you could thread the needle. It belongs to the one making the vow, but I don't want you to have that benefit. That might be why you're making the, why you're making the net. Now, the Ran, the way, that's the way the Ran learns the Gemara. You see a really big chiddush in the Ran. When you eat in someone else's house, even when you're eating the food, you're eating his stuff. He's just allowing you to eat his stuff. You know, all the posts can talk about on Seder night, based upon this Ran, a very interesting thing. If you're eating by, let's say, your father-in-law's home, uh, if your father's home, and he's allowing you to eat matzah, is it your matzah? Not your matzah. So the Rishonim seem to say there's a requirement for the matzah to be yours. So wait a second, how is that good? They say, no, 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 he lets me. But they didn't make it yours. You see in the Gemara that when you eat in someone else's house, that thing still belongs to him. That's the whole point of what the Gemara, kikari alacha. If you give away as a present to you, it wouldn't be usher. It's only kikari. Well, while you're eating by his house and you're eating that thing, then it's, 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 it's kikari alacha. So that's really interesting. The Gemara seems to be saying that, that would be that that would be a violation of the of the nether. In other words, it would still be in a state of kikari. So the you would have to be kona the the matzahs from the father-in-law or father before you eat them on the Seder night. That's what some of the posts can bring out based upon uh, our gemara.